0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Digital Cigar Lounge Podcast where a seat is always reserved for you. We're your host,
1: Eugene. AZP, the train going by, interrupting my <laughs> flight. <flying. laughs>
0: Yo, y'all wanna reset or? Nah,
1: nah, nah, I'ma go ahead and make my grand interest. I just wanted to let the people know <laughs> that there was a train interrupting my greatness, okay? Hazy <laughs> P. P H, hey,
2: Hey, what's going on, it's Jeremiah.
0: What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? I'm feeling real good. Glad the week is almost over. The week has been nuts. Man, we back in the building. Yeah, man. Thursday, we out, able to get a smoke, able to get a session in. Yo, I appreciate a night like this, you know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, I needed a day after the day. Like, it was, it was kicking the day. Yeah. Your breastwork over got there is chicken, man. I what? Over here, I mean, you always got the watches, but mm-hmm. I see, I see
0: you over this shining. I ain't shining, man. I, I ain't ain't no, I ain't spending a whole bunch of money on none of this stuff. This <laughs> I mean, a it's a nice
1: little
0: nice, nice little H and M pickup a few years back, man. You, you
1: got it. Look, nice. It's nothing to do with a dollar sign. Right, I wow. appreciate that about you, Eugene. I appreciate that about you, man. The world, it. the world you make you think that. that. My damn self. Like, you don't have to pay top dollars. Cause like, I'm always like, I feel like some people are like, oh well, you know, when I mean? they can't afford it, And I'm like, at a certain level, yes. But at a certain level, like if you're going to buy clothes, I don't care if like if I had to shop out of Walmart, which is actually kind of expensive, considering where like things like I'll go to like the kids and stuff. Like Story, <laughs> shit, yeah. Like so uh huh. Stuff you can find stuff T.J. maxx As long as you're willing to look for it. Oh yeah. fit like style ain't
0: got no price tag. Hey, bro, I'm a bargain shopper all day. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I spend a little change on something nice every now and then, but for
2: the most part, everything I buy is on sale. You know the problem that I have with T.J. maxx shopping, man. Back in the old days when I was younger, it was all wearing that clothes baggy. I could never find the big shit. You could never find had, it big they enough. They always had the small shit. <laughs> now that I want the small shit, all they got is a bunch of big shit. All they got is it. That's
1: it. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying?
2: It. Now I need that good medium. <laughs>
1: See, you, you got to dive into the racks, man. You got to dive into the racks. They got one in one pant that's perfect. And it's, it might be your size, or it might be a 38. You and I 33 or something. No, well, I'm a 33. Y'all probably
0: actually all 38. No, I'm 32, uh, bro. <laughs> oh, excuse 32. me. 32. I'm I'm 32 out of these streets. Back in the day, I was rocking a 40.
1: <laughs> uh, was a 36. Even when I think about a 36, I think about the whole day. Hey
0: man, my, <laughs> my homeboy always joked me uh, back in the day when I was working at Sprint, man. I used to wear these big-ass pants, man, to where my belt would would cause my pants to fold up. You know, you had oh, that man, fold that's in front of your pants. And he loves telling that joke, man, because when we met, I was wearing, my shit were still baggy. It's still like early 2000s, you know what I mean? And then eventually, you know, I started sizing him down. He, he he clowns me down because, you know, he's like, oh, this nigga keep a medium on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, hey, man, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to dress the part
1: now. <laughs> I didn't know it's any funny better. Just to hear it. Because, like, when I first met you, you know, first time I was like, hey, man, look. I never, like, I'm always, I I'm mean, we, we've been boys ever. Well, at this point, it's, just, it's been like, for ten years? Yeah, it's almost. We almost there. Almost about ten years? Eight, it was eight,
0: eight about, about eight, there? eight, eight, almost ten years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was in Charlotte for like eleven, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, long enough. He'd be like, I fuck with you. Too. Oh yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, be yeah, yeah. People in a couple months, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> like, real. Nah, no doubt.
1: So, but it was—it's was just funny to hear like you. Said, but I mean, I can't. Like, I laugh. You go real, real deep into my Facebook archive.
0: Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that I'm uh, older now. Like Facebook at came the out time. later.
1: I was still swaggy mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. But like some things I'm like, eh. Like my Black Label days. A
0: black Label? I don't what Black Label.
1: Black Label used to have like the t-shirt, like they have a button up with like a whole skull and bone, crossbones and fire on them. Really? And then their jeans were like stitched up all in the back. It was rapper wear. Was rapper wear. <laughs> rapper wear. <laughs> it was rapper wear. It was like $100 for the jeans, $50 uh, man. for the shirt.
0: Yeah. Hey man, well look, since we are here, you know what we didn't get to talk about last time? A couple things, man. We didn't talk about pairing
2: our wines with our cigars, man. Like, what you smoking on the day, Jeremiah? Today, um, I'm smoking the Acid Cold Fusion. hmm Smooth. You know, you mentioned uh, last episode about the botanical yeah. aspect, the element of that they have. It's kind of like, like floral notes to it. Yeah. It's an interesting little, little stick.
0: Okay. And I think we actually were drinking these same bottles the last time. This is uh, a Marietta. It's a Cabernet blend. It's it's primarily Cabernet, but it has Merlot, Malbec, and category. Petit Verdot All of this one. You, said Mer- yeah. you got. It category. says Petit Verdot. I get to cut it for you in a second. Um, but now nah, this is a nice, nice blend. I'm a is red this, guy. Okay, is
2: this
1: like your regular or is this something new you
0: drink? Nah, it's something new, but this is actually what we were drinking the last time. Okay. But I'd much rather have a red than any, you know, other type of, you know, I would I wouldn't go with a white when I'm smoking a cigar. I don't know about y'all but I prefer reds with, with my cigars, man. Do you I mean do
1: you drink reds like all the time? Is that like their primary some That's my go to. Like so nah. I don't know if it's just parent as opposed to it's like it's my thing.
0: Well reds are my go to but, but
1: I don't always similar, right? Yeah. I think you, did you know and I'll ask some of my listeners this too. But did you know like when you go in public and actually has tea or two they have those signs up of which ones, like you know, like where it is, right? Mm-hmm. But if you pay attention, a lot of times there's a little like logo, a little code. It might be a fruit, it might be. A cheese oh, I've or seen whatever. that. Mm-hmm. There's a at some point on that aisle, there's a code that kind of tells you what is what. Interesting. And I had, I never knew. I never knew. I never knew that. Yeah. So when I actually did see I'm like, wow. So it's like, this is gonna be dry and sweet. This is gonna be dry and tart. Yeah. Or or have more bite. You you know what, though? What
0: what, what I found, my my apologies, man. Let me cut you off. Um, What I found is that reds aren't, all reds aren't dry. Like when I was growing up, I always assumed that every red wine I would drink would be dry. But a lot of the reds that I've tried over the years, aren't as dry as what you would think cabernet is one that's not as dry well, uh the, malbec either well
2: it, it, it depends think? it depends they all depend yeah. yeah yeah i think it all, be- all i think it merlot to me was
0: always a dry wine yeah. um but, but i've I, had merlot that was not good. yeah but i've had merlot that wasn't dry either that's what i'm saying like you it depends on the brand right you know where it was grown you have you have a lot of different factors that contribute to how that wine tastes you Definitely. know so mm-hmm. but what you smoking on paul i see you just cut one
1: Man, you, I, I just got your recommendation on this. I'm gonna roll with this man. leather rose. I like yeah. The box. I like the package It's got the little satin. It had the little satin wrapping uh, on, on it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. But um, I don't know. I'm about to find out, man. Just like I it's, think one of the things that's great about us always having these conversations is we get a chance to share and bounce off. Like yeah. I think last time, like I recommended something. Yeah. It didn't go over well. Please. It was cool. <laughs> no, it was you know cool. It was it's, cool. It's kind of like when Tito recommended something to Michael. Michael like, I
2: know Tito. I done did this. <laughs> no, yeah. That's a good stick. That stick uh, actually came out, I think that debuted 20, 2020? Oh, that's Either, a recent. That's or, a recent or, the tw- or the end of 2019. But it's a, it's a more recent stick, though. And that yeah. pretty much caught on and got popular. Quick, it shot up there. That Leather Rose.
0: Yeah, I had um, Cleveland... Actually recommended that to me um, a few weeks ago. Last time we smoked over at the uh, what's the cigar lounge over there? The uh, tobacco, tobacco trader. trader. Last time we smoked yeah. at the tobacco trader, I had that over there. Um, man, y'all gonna have to excuse the. Uh, <laughs> well, to, they,
1: this is the first time. It, it's warm weather. The yeah. first like little batch of warm weather. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, you know, people been cooped up. And they got the doors open.
0: Yeah, they got, yeah, you guys can't see it, but yeah, they got, like, the garage doors out here. It's open, so access to the street. Yeah. And so it's a bit loud, but uh, y'all bear with us. We're going to get through this one way or the other, though. Um,
1: so what's been going on
0: with you, man? Well, hold on, let me, let me, let me get me no, mine, man. You just, you cut you going to cut me, off? you going to no, let me, no, you going to let me, man, you okay. know what I'm saying, you going to let me talk about mine.
1: Nah,
0: nah, nah, Jeremiah. Oh, you went with the whole punch right
1: now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I went with the punch, yeah. So... Um, a lot of people like to, you know, use the cutter. Jeremiah's a V-cut type of guy.
1: And then with with yours, you have, you have to.
0: Yeah, but you didn't have a choice. Nah, I don't think so, but I mean, you don't have a oh, choice no, with no, that kind. It
1: right, it's like, no, but it feels like so, yeah. right? So yeah. Maybe maybe there, mm-hmm.
0: you think. But, but nah, to get the good pull, I think I think you probably think get, get a good cut. Solid. Yeah. a kind
1: of reason why you want to get a good cut so it doesn't start unraveling around that piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But, um, you know, some people like the, the regular cut. Jamar likes the V-cut. I like a punch. Punches. Like punch. I mean, I don't know if
1: I've seen it. you always used to punch?
0: Yeah, I prefer the punch over anything. I mean, what I'll say though, there's been times when I've punched it and I don't get a good pull and then I'll go and switch to, I, I'll still cut it again with the V-cut. And I get a better, you know, a better pull on a cigar because if you don't get the cut right, then you're pulling harder than you want to. And then you can end up, you know, with that, that fogginess like feeling it, from, the, from inhaling because you're pulling it, so hard.
1: And they told me when
0: starting the light cigarette, like let it come to you. Yeah. You have to. Right. You have to. But uh I started off uh, earlier, man. I started off with a Tatiana, a uh, groovy blue, which is bust down. Huh? A bust <laughs> down tatiana. <Is that laughs> you with a bus <laughs> I definitely started it with a bust down, a groovy blue. Uh it's it's a I think a great entry-level smoke. It's a great entry-level smoke, man. Um one of the well, earlier ones that we started smoking. Is it because
1: it's like simple to the palate? Well, it's, it's, me, yeah, it's a wow. medium body.
0: Medium, I would say light to medium, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think that it's pleasant to smell too. Like one of the things that I didn't like about cigars early when I first, even before I started smoking cigars, I never liked the smell. Like it was always like yeah. pungent. Yeah, you know when you go
1: home, like I was
0: like last yeah, time, you, I'm like, it's loud. Yeah, you smoke out. You really, yeah, you really smell it. So I never really yeah. liked that smell. And so my grandfather, how I actually got into smoking cigars, was my grandfather used to smoke pipes growing up, and I always I loved like the, the smell, smell of, of his pipe. Not
1: when it, well, yeah, even when it's lit, I love the smell of the pipe. Yeah,
0: his pipes always smelled great. And so a few years ago, before I got into smoking cigars, I was with my family on a, on a trip to Florida and. This guy, we were out at a bar, we were walking out of the bar and this guy was smoking a pipe and the smell, the fragrance caught my nose. And I was like, man, that reminds me of what my grandfather used to smoke. So I went up, I went up to the guy, asked him, yo, what's, what's that? He was like, uh, creme brulee is the name of this tobacco that he was, that he smoked. And I was like, man, I gotta, when I get back to the crib. Yeah, creme brulee smells delicious. Yo, I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting that immediately. So I ordered a pipe when I got back and um, and then I told Jeremiah about it like, and so we went to tobacco trade, like it was tobacco trader we went to. And Cleveland, good guy, man, it works there. You know, show me what to get, show me kind of how how it works. And that's kind of what led me to get into cigars. But that was like the entry, the entry level. And I'll say, circling back, the reason why a Tatiana is good, again, because it's pleasant to 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 the nose. Even the people around you who are smoking or who are not smoking, they won't be offended by the smell of a Tatiana.
1: And actually, mostly
0: a medium body, diffuse because it's an infused cigar, so it has a more pleasant smell to the nose. When you say infused,
1: so y'all talk about that. Also. When you say infused, tell me, I mean, like, we, you know I have had like infused the aromatics and all that stuff, but what does it mean?
0: Well, well, I'll say this: I'm not a, I'm not a connoisseur, so right, 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 my, my level alerted. of understanding of infused is, is is at the beginner level for sure. But I would, I would describe it as you know being. Uh, Kind of blended with a with a certain pleasant fragrance in a sense is it, how i would describe it, it imagine the tobacco kind of being soaked in something like potpourri i mean that that's a, a, a crude description of of what it is but it, it gives it a pleasant smell you know and so that that's what i enjoy about it um jeremiah maybe to add a little bit more details that, a little more color
1: it like again some of the wines are dry some of them are sweeter
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, some some people, as as he stated in the last episode, shit on the infused cigars though. Oh, mo- most, oh, most, people, oh most 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 like, like purists. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Purist. They really I mean,
1: they're zealous in every you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah
0: for sure. Nobody's so, hyper than me. <laughs> so when they hear when they hear you talk about infused cigars, it's always like this it's a running joke. You know, actually with a good friend of ours is a running joke, you know. She always talks shit about <laughs> Yeah, Get a few cigars, but like it's though. still my thing, though.
1: not really I like, though. It's like, why does it have to be like that? I think a lot of people don't end up challenging themselves and opening their palate to different things. Yeah. Because those purists, and I think this is an every I mean, like caveat, but like, like I think about that, like with financial purists, right? People who learn stocks and stuff, they're not necessarily, they're saying they're helpful, but they usually talk down to those who haven't. It. It's like, are yeah. you helping or, or are you so high upon your pedestal? Right. Looking down at you minions for not knowing. So I, I, I just say that the bring focus to the point that we're learning too. Yeah, and absolutely. I think Jeremiah's probably like half as nothing said, but Jeremiah's
2: further along than we are now. I mean, you know, I still, I still to Eugene's point, uh, you know, I enjoy infused sticks. You know, if the uh, cigar is smooth enough, that's, you know, like a, a standard non infused cigar. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that as well. It's just, you know, it kind of depends on the day, the kind of day I'm having. Yeah. It depends on the time of the day, too. Right. You really? know, like a strong cigar, is normally more like an evening cigar for me personally. You know what I'm saying? Like earlier in the day, nah, I need something that's way more chill. Mm. It depends, man. It's a mood thing. You know, you have one of them Mondays, you might need something a little, that pack a little bit more of a punch. Right, right.
0: So, again, I, I, I went from... I started out with the Tatiana, and then I switched to a Isla. Yeah, so I think I don't know if I was smoking this last episode. I can't remember. But uh, again, this is an infused one. Nice, medium body, easy smoke, man. Like again, I think it's still something that if you're if you're just getting started out and you want something that's not going to be too offensive or too strong, this is another good smoke, man. So I highly recommend these. This is these are my go-to.
1: You know. So that's 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 nice, I like right? It. It's I nice. Like it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's smooth. Mm-hmm i don't Mm -hmm.
1: want to jump to conclusions i tell you when i'm
2: about halfway through yeah but like right now it's It's smooth
0: though yeah you know it changes as you smoke it too you know it starts off nice but i think it
2: opens up even more as you smoke it so for sure man hey uh listening back to the uh last episode we was talking about the 2020 wrap-up yeah we left a few things off man we left
0: yeah i thought about it we left a. a,
2: yes absolutely no look that fly during the debate Became oh, an overnight successor, a superstar man, in the world. What?
1: Okay, Super, you know. quick. <laughs> Super quick. Super <laughs>
2: quick. I just go back to the thing about
1: that. I mean, like. The funny thing about that fly is that in all the presidential everything, no fly is the his choice. Yeah. Right? And then when this one gets in the room, he's got a big in between
2: two. <laughs> he's got two choices. He picks the
1: guy with the, like, the whitest hair known to <laughs> man, like the Saint Nicholas himself. <laughs> hey, and he just chilled, too. And chilled, like... He just chilled. He had his moment. Man, yeah, listen... Like, if you needed your moment in the... Your moment in in Spotlight has got to be like, that 15 minutes of fame is the fly. Oh
2: yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yo, I couldn't get enough of the memes, man. What? The memes that that thing produced. Classic, Some of man. the greatest memes ever. One of
1: my yeah. favorite ones was like, there's another fly sitting in a chair, like just looking at the TV by yeah. himself, and
2: he's like, he really did it. He really, he did, really did it. I really did saw it.
1: that
0: one. Fly he on. It. Flash on,
2: flash on. <laughs> flash on. Flash on. Really did it. Come <laughs> on, like, man. Sean. I couldn't get enough. I fly Sean
0: couldn't get enough Sean really of memes Flash on was hilarious, man. It, yeah, that was that was actually one of the highlights of the presidential election, man. It was crazy, man. Absolutely, absolutely. The second thing we left off. And, and, and granted, if we missed anything else, y'all please let us know, was uh, T'Challa. Chadwick, yep. Chadwick Bozeman. Chadwick, Chadwick I mean, Chadwick. the Black Panther. I mean, I, I don't know how we let that slip our minds, yeah. man, but that was like a huge, huge moment wasn't for 2020. year. You yeah. Know what I'm so... You know. Yeah, man. So, you know, rest in pieces to Chadwick Bozeman, man. We really, like...
2: We lost during the year.
0: Yeah, man. Um, but, but... Chadwick, his role as a Black Panther has such a big impact on our culture, right, as a whole. Like, so many kids now have a real superhero to look up to. Granted, we had other superheroes, like Luke Cage, who who came about, I think, in the past couple years, too, that really hit the spotlight. But Chadwick, his presence as the Black Panther, as a king, and the way he carried himself, even off camera, was also impressive, right? Absolutely. He, he was impressive as the Black Panther, but remember he played roles like James Brown, like right. Thurgood Marshall, right. and uh, Jackie Robinson. Yep. I- iconic characters, and he played those roles to a T. He did. You know, to I a T. To the end too. That was yeah. the Like, I didn't
1: get to see a lot of like him acting, and so when it happened, I mean, I think it's, I want to tell you it's because I'm a cable cutter. I just didn't see it. Like I don't uh some things they promote, some things they don't. And it wasn't.
2: It wasn't Stop being like distracted, it was Paul. <laughs> Stop being distracted. It was your face. Day, bro. <laughs> that's what it was. I I am
1: honest, I tried not to laugh at your face. But so, um You
2: know, one of the
1: but did you one of things I by the way? I, that's what I was gonna ask. So right. what? Did you see the duffy blood? I I watched it.
0: It was on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. No. With Delroy, Lindo. He actually knocked
1: no. his ass off in that movie. Yeah.
0: It's one of Chavik's last movies that, that came yeah. out. It's a Spike Lee joint, I want Lee to say.
2: Yeah. I got to go check it out. I got to check it out.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad.
2: I got to cool
0: check it out. You so we'll was about to say something, though.
2: No, I was going to say that it, it, it really shows how much uh, representation matters. Mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? representation is important you yeah. know and just just to pivot off of chadwick and kind of back to the debate you know what i'm saying you know you have the first you know black woman black slash woman vice president in the white house right you know what i'm saying so right. as we phase out of 2020 and into you know 2021 and now we're in black history month absolutely you know all of the all of this stuff that we know that we're talking about right now you know it matters
0: oh yeah Matters in a big way, man. Like we, it's funny, you know. There, there's so many things you could talk about when it comes to Black History Month, right? A lot of people don't even know how Black History Month started. Like you have Carter G. Wilson, uh, who wrote one of the, you know, a, a influential book called The Miseducation of the Negro. Uh, but he was the person who actually started. I, I feel like it was Black History Week, not okay. Black History Month. I think you're right. Uh, is what he initially started it as, and it led to. What we now know as Black History Month, uh, and this, you know, this month is meant to highlight, you know, the influence and, and the history of our culture and the contributions, you yeah. know, that we've made to, you know, this country and to the world as a whole. Uh, but it should be an everyday thing, right? We, we we should celebrate Black History Month every day.
2: It should. But I also I like to push, you know, um, the Negro League. All the stats, you know what I'm saying? All the contributions that the Negro League did to baseball are now being properly yes. wrapped under the umbrella yep, of the MLB. Yep. Uh, yep. So, Go. those stats and those those accreditations uh, and accomplishments will count under the legacy of the MLB as a whole, which it which should, which is huge. The Women's League is a part of the MLB? Not that I know of. Nah, I, I don't, don't think so. so. And I'm not an avid baseball fan, me, so I wouldn't be the yeah, one. Me happens. either. I don't know me either,
1: but like, you, you, we, there's things that I know about baseball because it was right. popular culture, right? Right. I yeah. watched Pete Rose, right. and I know it's a big thing that Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame because he gambled on the game. Yeah. We yeah. don't know, but as somebody allegedly, sports, as, allegedly, as somebody <laughs> sports match... The answer is always going to be allegedly for players. Uh, and it's right. amazing how, like, LeBron, for 24 points, and you know, he'll, so like, airball so ball against so. Like,
2: you'll never it's know. Conspiracy? That's the same, yeah. there's yeah. no way to say
1: he is or isn't. So, yeah.
2: Like, this doesn't
1: take away from a man's, like, accomplishments in baseball. You guys are playing this political game. I, I don't like it when it comes to, like, sports when it comes to
0: that aspect. Yeah. I think, uh, I feel like I came across that same article, and Hank Aaron, was mentioned in that article he played in the negro league so all of his hits that he got in the negro league now would coincide with what he did in That's the mlb so yeah it's huge That's so now it puts man. him like even further along yeah. as far as his home run record than he had prior to because they were just not even acknowledging that right that work that he put in
1: did you talk about last episode the situation that with my daughter no no we like, didn't really no 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 we didn't it's very interesting because it, it this, this conversation, it brings up the interesting point. So, but my, my daughter's homeschooled, right? And mm-hmm. she's on the Zoom, and Monday morning, February, like, fourth, I think it was, I wake up, Monday morning, I'm in the kitchen, got a little window so I can see over her shoulder, and she was like, well, today we're going to learn a little bit about black history, and the first person you picked is Mr. Bojang, right? And so, immediately I hit record. Like, it didn't even take no
0: time. Hold on, so the teacher said this? Yes. Wow.
1: But, but, but wait, because it brings up a very, I think, like, it, this has challenged me to look at things myself that I don't think I looked at. Right? Uh uh-huh. So the very first thing is, like, I'm a fan. Uh, I love where you're
2: going with these conversations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now time has passed, yes. And
1: now I can look back and die.
2: Yes. Because <laughs> I was about to play devil's advocate, but but go ahead. Oh, no,
1: but don't stop. No. No, like,
2: fin- yeah. So, so angry. Right. How
1: dare you, and then, like, the only takeaway, really, for the most part, was Mr. Bojangles couldn't dance for white people until he was 52. Right, and so the way that my mind took it, and I think a lot of parents would have went down this path, was, oh, what if my child's out at the at the, at the playground, another kid like, this like they said Mr. Bojangles did, you know what I mean? Like, or like your child in mixed company comes up to bring up a Black History thing, and she brings up Mr. Bojangles, and you know, you're you're feeling away. But after some time, man, some questions that arose that I never had asked. For. It's one was, is all blankets legal? Hmm. Right? Like, of course, I was flipping, right? I'm using extreme examples. I want to say <laughs> something
2: before you get away from Bojangos. Before we get away from Bojangos, right, into a different yeah, idea. let
1: Bojangos. Okay. So let's, let it be known.
2: So, we all know that in the, the period, the time period that Bojangos operated in. You know what I'm saying? It was a highly racial intense Absolutely. Time period. Definitely intense. You know what I'm saying? But he was actually renowned and hailed as one of the most hailed actors in that era. You know what I'm saying? Like his his method, his uh, version of tap dancing, I learned back when I was in college and I'm I'm foggy on it now, I'm far removed, but he actually revolutionized tap dancing. So he was able to get his shit off at an advanced level that was like top top shelf with it. So although the opportunity, in terms of the glory and the opportunities in film were limited for black people, he still was one of the most prominent black actors in film. I had no idea. That's another thing. The
1: things I actually learned about Mr. DeVoe James was the process. Now I do think that there's still the question within our community of whether that is something you want to teach you. because we take it derogatory well, right. yeah for sure well
0: yeah because it's like you know even even hearing the name Bojangles, you know kind of makes you feel it some type of way But well, wow. right? why because that's what I was
1: because like that's what I was to
0: because like you said it's, it's a derogatory term like it's like it's like
1: why is it derogatory?
0: it's like being called a boy
1: called a I'm going somewhere
2: with you.
0: I mean, for me, it depends on who,
2: who it's coming from. So, I right. okay. I think that what what Paul is getting at is a lot of people when they look back on you know Bojangles, they they, they their mind goes to Cooney. Yes. It goes to Cooney, you know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, is that in reality, there's a lot more layers to to who he was and and what he represented. Because here it is.
1: Let's say, let's not talk about black people. This is for this moment, for this reference point. Let's say you become a millionaire, right? And you're in a room full of other millionaires, and all these millionaires inherited their millions. you used to shine shoes as a child. You would be a lot of times. I think that you are proud of that until you're in a room of people who just got it given to, you, right? So now you hide your past because you're like, nah, that
2: way. They made you feel the way about your back. So absolutely, and tap, and tap dancing is one of those dancing, things. It, yeah, that's
1: exactly where I'm going. That's mm-hmm. exactly what, we don't we don't do it to Gregory Hines. Right. But we don't have Gregory Hines without Mr.
0: Bojang. But yeah, but Gregory Hines, he's elevated he elevated I, tap dancing to I a I level. Be able to. Right. Because, because of Mr. Bojang. Because
1: we will go back and you know, we say, I realized for a long time one of my favorite books was Sidney Footy The Measure of Man. And really it was like it's autobiography when you write about yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. It really does fit his story. And like, this man was great. Yeah. But the place where he was in like, half of his career, was, like black people as a whole were like, uh, he don't give me, like, he white it to Like, I don't know who this is. I think he is. He's really like, Really, like, there was a lot of like discrepancy on both sides. Now we'll say because he was a dignified man that so we hold him in high regard. But it was much like Martin Luther King. It wasn't held like that when he was actually going through. There was disdain for this man. Yeah. Sidney Poitier doesn't exist. And I don't miss Right. Denzel Washingtons don't exist with him. With him. Sidney
2: Poitier. Sidney Poitier. Diz, uh Denzel actually gives him a lot of credit. He does? Yeah, he How gives he Sidney a lot it? of credit. Yeah,
0: yeah, he does. I've, I've heard him talking about Sidney a lot, too. But here's the
1: interesting part. In the same way, because I, I, was, I was have to get back on the other way, the same way that Mr. Bojangles is...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Known for being the first in all of the things and
2: breaking away,
1: he's technically also the reason that most. Uh, he's the reason why film
2: doesn't have a star. Mm. Doesn't have a what? A star on no. Hollywood.
0: He doesn't.
1: No. It
2: doesn't. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that because. And I mean that in a more macro sense, of you. Yeah, opinion. yeah, but you know, it depends because those. Concrete slabs have to be laid for that star to be laid on top of them. though. You dig what I'm saying? So I think that... You're, the, way that you're the one that gets your started. right? Yeah, you know, so I think a Bojangles laid down those concrete slabs in which Hollywood would be able to put that star down at some point for like a Denzel. But I think that an even more controversial figure in, in black cinema was Step and Fetch it.
1: But this, they were both born out of that mental, uh...
2: The Mitchell
0: show. Exactly.
1: Yeah, the Mitchell show. It, Absolutely. It's hard to judge it, right? Cause it's like, at this point, we're just trying to get on, you know? But I mean, the thing about Mr. Frenner is he have, in the and to me it's sad because it still happens to be. Oh, yeah. He amassed, like I think over like 2.4 million or something like that. He died pitiful.
0: Let me let me ask you this: if, if if her teacher would have been a black woman, would you have responded the same way?
1: It's bringing me to another point altogether. Actually, I would, because just the, the connotation is what it was the of my hair and my mind. So how did you feel? I if- also looked up Bojangles' restaurant. Mm-hmm. And there's a song called Mr. Bojangles, and it, it just all seems like so. What's, what's the name of the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> <All>. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't know if y'all know, but Cracker Barrel is about the barrel. Yeah. Oh drinks. yeah, Yeah. And that's a restaurant that's still popping off. No, I, I love Cracker Barrel. Hey, yeah, I'm a, a fan of, you of Cracker Barrel. Yeah, it's a whip. No, I didn't the, know that. Art. Really? Yeah, like it's whipping around. Like you see how it's like a
0: top? I didn't know what that yeah that logo meant, but good observation though.
1: I saw it or something. I'm not gonna take credit like that.
0: I would like to. But go ahead, you were about to finish finish something about um I think I,
1: Yeah we're talking about
0: uh, I had a for it. But you lost it. <laughs> I
2: mean I, I know I was going, I just need to remember
0: the topic. Mr. I, well one of the
2: questions that he asked you was if it she was a black woman. Yeah. So then it uh, a black, black teacher, yes, right? It would have brought but one of the things I also asked That's the,
1: the question. question We fought for black history to <laughs> be Right? This is, like, we are We are what? We are finicky people. We taught for it to be taught in school, so it should be included. And they gave us some money. We don't, like, all right? We want more than money. True. We need more than money, it should be taught, you right. But we don't necessarily, I won't say we in, in generalize, but I don't think a lot of us spend the time to know ourselves, because that's why I got so upset about Mr. Barney. I didn't know enough. Right. Yeah. And so if you're gonna ask for another culture to teach your culture, is it okay? Because they don't know the little idiosyncrasies. Yeah. of What the conversation is to go down. I is think. That what we should do? Do you still want others to teach you?
2: I think. Go ahead. Real quick, uh, to Paul's point, one of the uh, documentaries that I saw when I was in high school. Um, during Black History Month, I have this fabulous Arab teacher who uh, made the class watch Ethnic Notions. Esther Rowe narrates the uh, the uh, documentary. It's like an award-winning documentary that used to be really difficult to, to to find. Actually, found it on YouTube. So any listener, like, you should really like look this up. It's Ethnic Notions. It's a documentary. You should you should check it out. Yo, yeah, we'll actually add the link in our profile so that if y'all want to check it out, it'll be there. But you have. Uh,
0: ethnic notions you
2: have conversation about uh you know mr bojangles in in you know black cinema history you have step and fetch it you have hattie mcdaniel's like you have these figures mm-hmm. and what they well studied
1: yeah i don't i don't i don't know i to study that out here hey man i don't know i gotta <laughs> look that up
0: man yeah you you, I'm you, you throwing it. words out yeah, I mean, <laughs> we both trying to figure out like what
2: yeah, man, look, I've been blessed to have a, a couple pivotal leaders as I was growing up in my impressionable years. A lot of us are
1: missing Yes, mm-hmm. yes.
2: So, you know, Hattie McDaniels, her her role that she constantly got, you know, like casted for was the Mammy Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh Stefan Fetchett was classified as his portrayal was was Cooney. Mm. You know? Uh, Bill Bo no, uh, Bojangles, his his portrayal kind of teetered between being um, an Uncle Tom and a coon. You know, like those were the labels that were stamped on those people. But again, it goes back to you know the opportunities that they were given. You know, which is why when you have like an Issa Rae,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, or when you, you know, the Fred Hampton movie, you know, when you when you watch that's these movies, funny. when you watch these movies, like you know, that's the reason why. It's important for us to see black people painted in more colorful, you know, vibrant, vibrant, you know, colors, because we're not, we're not monoslabs, man. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's kind of to the point of, of you bringing that up. I think the, the positive images are what we don't get enough of black people, right? And so when when that happens, when 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 a teacher first says, "Oh, I'm gonna introduce this this particular person," you're like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are you gonna choose? Why choose him?" When you have so many other options, people that we don't even know about. There's a lot of history that you find out doing Black History Month that we don't know. You know, like I found out, and I don't know this person's name, but a woman, a black woman, actually invented the security system. The home security system was invented by a black woman. I read that. I found that on on an Instagram post, and I, I googled it. Of course, I did more research on it just to confirm, right, to verify it, but. I mean who would have thought, right, that you had this black woman who invented the security system. So there's a lot there's a lot of other people who are never talked about in history that when you think of Mr. Bojang was immediately there's a negative connotation tied to it because of the cooning coonery that you mentioned earlier. The perception of the perception,
2: the perception of coonery. Yeah, because I don't I, I do I do feel like some of his legacy is tarnished. Because of those, yeah, those perceptions. Yeah, because we yeah. want to forget about it. Yeah, and I don't, Black I don't. Why do we want to forget about it? Because that's why I want to get back. That was for you. Yeah. Yeah. Black
1: Panther, we just talked to Right. One of my friends told me, he was watching the documentary of, uh, what's the director's <laughs> name? Chris?
0: Director of what? <laughs> Coogler. Uh, Ryan
1: Coogler?
0: Ryan Kugler,
1: yeah. yeah. He was talking about how, like, before he had went back to Africa to, so, like, in certain countries in you know, Africa to, like, learn and understand. And he was talking about certain things that we have done culturally as a
2: people,
1: and we come over here we're made to feel ashamed of people. and so we carry that, that black guilt, right? The reason why we feel so hard when somebody else acted up, right? I'm not like those people. See like that, you know what I mean? Because it's beautiful. it's not it's a coping mechanism, right? Right? People put stuff on you, right? That's why I made the analogy earlier of like everybody else got money and you don't have money. Now you're made to feel bad about your history. But it's not your fault. It doesn't matter. You're a it. It doesn't
2: matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also think that, to your point, as a people, as a demographic, because of our troubled history, our margin of error is different than well, our, our...
1: In who? In Chinese America? Like, you see what I'm saying? Yes,
2: yes. But that's exactly I, it. I get it. I get it. Uh, now we're going to get into
1: a whole other conversation. Because then it's like... Exist to survive, or do exist to now, I don't know that somebody would disagree with me, which is which, but I think the process is. Uh, this conversation led me to bring up uh, not Carter G. Woodson, but George Washington.
0: Carter. Okay. Politics
1: is under heavy scrutiny because instead of pleasing politics, hey, don't try to integrate. Which you know we might go back and forth, but it was also like, let us go to this trade school and stop trying to live in a school we're gonna learn this and we'll do this. And it was almost like a like stop trying to like be, be more than is what it felt. Yeah. Nobody brings the other, that's not his legacy. Right. Peanut butter, I heard him go over the other day. <laughs> peanut butter, whole bunch yeah. of stuff is peanut butter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His politics goes out, but like, his politics is just that.
0: You know he also designed Washington, D.C.? Like the the layout of Washington, D.C.? If I'm not mistaken, it was George Washington Carver. I want to say he also did that. I want to say the to
1: what Because I watched a documentary about Masonry and the Mason. And DC, you know that feeling you get in DC? That something's like, I don't want to say ominous. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just. I music. haven't spent enough time there.
0: Yeah, I mean, somebody, I hey, look, listeners fact check us on this. Like, I, I, I feel like I read that before. I could be no. totally off, but I feel like I read that somewhere.
1: Would, that, I, he, I'm sure he was a Mason. A lot of them back then were. Um, but he did
0: so much more than just do peanuts, though, to my oh, point. Yeah, is, but he did a lot more you know than just...
1: peanuts. he did a
0: pretty fucking hell, that, that alone, Hell, yeah, that alone was enough, like, right? Didn't do
1: that with, uh, avocado. has learned and grown to be still spread on toast. On its best. <laughs> <day>. Okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> the Carver had peanuts. Lighten up your damn electrical system. He yeah, had peanuts
2: making Paul, a great sandwich. Paul brought up a, um, a really good point though about do we exist to survive or do we exist to thrive uh-huh. you know what I'm saying and I do think that um, I think that we're still in a, in a place like in the space and time where we're we're still trying to kick down the door in all rooms necessary for us to be able to thrive so I think that when you look at a Step and Fetch It or uh, you know, Mr. Bojangles or Hattie McDaniel or whoever 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 you know I think that they were a lot of it was survival you know what I'm saying it was survival do what you got to do so you can feed your family and your family can go on and hopefully have a better life than you so when you look at Fred Hampton's movie you know I don't know if you got a chance to watch that
1: no you I've said it twice I realized that you never heard me uh, I was like, I, I need to catch that I need okay, to catch that yeah, okay. yeah. I need to listen to you yeah. I, said, I, mean, I was okay. like, he didn't even
2: have trouble with trouble like, No, I didn't catch that like, But hey, you know No, you no, I'm not <laughs> But we know, we know the story yeah. you know, We know enough about the story So Watching the movie It brought it back to me It brought the question back to me right? And I asked a couple of my close, my real close friends Was there anything That he could have done differently To enable him to survive so, and this is, this is coming out of your question too about surviving or thriving. You
1: can't ever, and I think that's the thing that think do, I think it's about, maybe it's about people, but I think we hold on to it differently. You can't ever question somebody's like They had to survive. Like you don't question them.
0: Can, can I interject something real quick? Sure. So this, this kind of leads us to a conversation we were having a couple days ago, actually maybe a couple of weeks ago about we were debating between James Baldwin and Malcolm X. Right? Yes. So that actually ties to the Fred Hampton yes, it does. idea perfectly. It does. Because you have James Baldwin in the way he delivered his message versus right. Malcolm X in the way he delivered his message. Right. Both of them were saying the same thing. Yes. One one was, was allowed better received. to live one was allowed to live and right. one was not allowed to live. Exactly. Fred Hampton was 21 years old. Now this is something that I did not know about him prior to watching that movie. He was 21 when he was assassinated. Right? So how
1: you are. The one that you are but then
0: you have James we Baldwin,
1: though. Yeah. They was right to the pit.
0: Right, yeah. right. But you have James Baldwin who lived to be an old man, right. essentially. Right? Yeah. And he was delivering literally the same message. He's on public television delivering this message and, exactly and that, he wasn't it just like
1: his rile the people his message made the intellectuals be riled the intellectuals don't get like visually so like it would be like I feel like it was the grandness was taken for granted that black people were intellectuals so I don't know if they white people
2: nah I think both of them both Malcolm and James you know were intellectuals both of them were revolutionaries absolutely one of their the, the rhetoric I mean the method. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. One of their, like the delivery method was yeah. way better received.
1: Which? From Diluted down, man. You know, everything evolved, right? You, you think, We're in corporate America every day.
0: Okay. So are you saying that James Bowman was, right. was diluted about, though? It, uh, are you saying James Bowman was diluted down?
1: No, no, I'm saying over time, we are diluted versus
2: of that. I see what you're saying. You see
1: what I'm saying? Like maybe that's should be the word diluted. But I mean, time has passed. Mm -hmm. And on a more basic level, not like necessarily fighting for rights every day, we still do that. But I mean, going to work every day is a certain song and dance of sorts, right? There's some of your friends that you know will never work in places that you work because they don't change the message, right?
0: Code switching. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the that's the modern that's the modern term for it, right? We just, we just used to call it wearing a mask before, but right? that's just the modern term that we describe it. Now, how we describe it now, but I don't know if James Baldwin was code switching as much as he was being himself, and he was able to like he realized what he could do to get his message across to where it would at least be received, right? where well, Malcolm, who was already aligned with a militant group of people, kind of put him in, in a. It put him in the bullseye, in my yeah. opinion, right? Yes. And so was so was Fred Hampton. So right. in the movie, Fred Hampton, I don't know if they cover this in the movie, but Fred Hampton actually started out in the NAACP. So I don't think that actually is in the movie. They actually skip over that part and kind of go into him really being a part of the Black Panther. But when you actually do a little more research I think they on it, it, did they mention it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was he was a part of the NAACP. Now, what if, if he had the influence of the members of the NAACP, would his message have been different? and better received? Or would it have been watered down or diluted like you said? That just don't make any sense at all. I just
1: don't, you know, I I just don't understand. Like, I realize this. I'm at the age <laughs> where <with> loud sounds <laughs> make me
0: complain. <laughs> just, it annoys me. It annoys <laughs> the hell out of me. I remember growing up and the
1: guy crossing the street had a Harley. And anybody who knows you with Harley, part of having a Harley is how hard you can drop it. It's like dropping your nuts on And I'm like, literally whenever I'm in front of Literally, there's no reason for this at all. You don't get any votes in any book whatsoever.
2: You know, I will say this. I think, um, you know, Fred being 21, I think that your delivery method, the way you talk naturally changes the older you get in general. I also think that Malcolm, I think that Malcolm... You're allowed to get there. It, exactly. I think that Malcolm, before the day was over, before his day was over, I, I do believe that if he lived longer... Him and James Baldwin's delivery method would have been more similar than it was different because would the time, line, yeah, at sure. the time that, like around the time where he where he was assassinated, you know, a lot of his beliefs and, and, and even his his uh, his views towards white people were all changing. They shifted. Yeah, it was all it was all mm-hmm, shifting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I do think that if given the opportunity, we would have saw more synchronicity between how both of them talked.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. 100%, man. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, they were taken far too soon. I think Tupac is another example of that. I think if we were to choose a modern example of that, it would be Nipsey, right? He yes. was a, a, a person from the hood who was unrefined, right, to, to, for lack of a better word, but who became, who began to develop and, and realize the power of his word, the power of his worth, as he... To put out music and he started going back and, and creating real change, right? But then, you know, we, as we have in the Fred Hampton movie, you have the Judas, the Judas. right? The Judas character who takes him out. So go ahead, Paul. I see, I see you got the, you know the what thinker. I'm
1: to what, what are we looking at? Interesting. 46, this is a Google collection. Hmm. Interesting. I just, it's, I will say this. For just a moment, I am a
0: man. But well, tell, tell the audience, because the audience can't see what
1: what you... what you There's need. a Google commercial going on about black history, right? and I just say that I understand everybody's throwing money, and everybody is what I call a, a hood ornament, right? Hey, you, you, like, you get it when I say hood ornament, like hood ornament is literally yeah. like Lady Eloise and Boomerang. Like your figure for it, but you don't have any power. Like it's just like it looks good. Mm-hmm. It's like how you protest only on Instagram. I know it I've done it before. Many people have done it. Because you wanna do solidarity, you wanna do something, but you also gotta walk every day. This is probably what survive. And what I was coming back to it, it was, anyway, the reason why I was talking about that was it's just beautiful to sit here with like black men having a conversation and talking about black history. Black history was at least to the point where Search Black Home is a commercial on Google. Like, regardless of however you feel, if you call it, if you call it a hood on it or whatever, that is creating change. It makes people look like, even if people are like, oh, right, well, I got to support some to look good. Okay, because that money ain't going to show you no difference to that black-owned restaurant. So I, I throw it out there. It was a beautiful thing. That's why I was smiling. Yeah. But the other thing that I was gonna say that I did not say earlier was back to Ryan Kulin Kuglin, yeah. Kuhn, was that he said when he went over to went
0: back to Africa, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: One of the things that he talked about was watermelon.
0: Yeah. I, I, I know it. I know the video you're talking about, I saw it. Yeah. And
1: he was like, We are made to think of watermelon, like this, this, that, that. See, and he did, when you see the character yeah. characters. It's a joke, right? And so much so that at a certain point in my life, I didn't want to eat watermelon in
0: front of it. Well, I don't even we eat watermelon, which is weird, right? I, even I even hate watermelon. Alcohol, and I don't eat watermelon like at all. We argue about it all the time. Like, how many <laughs> hate
1: watermelon? But anyway. Never been a fan. Um, in either trade, you, you say, no, I'm not going to watch that. Watermelon, like, that's a great. You feel that way because that has been put upon you, right? But so when he did the research, he's like, of all of the fruits. The fruit's like 97% water in a tropical place. Like, it's almost like a, a, a sign of richness. It's a sign of, like, uh, well, we driving. in you. need to be, a, hydrated. be hydrated. It's a part of
0: That's it. That's the reason why they ate watermelon. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, you watermelon, but I'm just saying, like. Now, I understand. And so, but we, the thing that is different about people, between them, black people is the identity part. Right. Everybody else got somewhere they can go. Now I say, when mean, I'm not making an argument that you can't do everything talking about because okay. that's how I do feel. But there's a distance. and it was designed. it was bothersome. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know. Just like like they can do that aspect of itself. It's like people can turn around and make it whatever want. You got to because you we know, don't have that aspect that connects to, to, yeah. to, to, to it. It's like I, I think the other thing that he said was a lot of people, like a lot of family would be out on the front of the hut in the yard because it shows wealth, it shows prosperity, it shows your family is gone. But like here, it's like...
0: Barbecue in the front yard is offensive. Right,
1: oh, it's offensive, how yeah. dare you! Yeah, yeah, you no, this? yeah. So I go back that to say, a lot of the things that we, even the black, the dark skin, light skin, that's a whole nother episode. We, we, you know I mean? we joke, but like, it's only because we're boys. I got a homeboy like that too, but like, I don't, we don't do that color in the show. But You and me gonna joke, that's what we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but so much so that the things that we can put upon you, you absorb them yourself yeah and we have them and that's what i wanted to get back to his his two references things that are part of our identity that tie us to our home, are also the things here that make us not embrace. like we we are,
0: shun it we shun it
1: not, we love we are a people that love to dance it is okay today yeah and you feel it in your soul but it's been made here to think that it's like I look, at you always silly. You don't really want to be serious. You, you got to be entertaining me. No, I'm not entertaining you. You like the fucking way I dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm just doing this because this is what I like doing.
1: So I, I, I go all the way that to, to come back to Mr. Bojangles and say this. Maybe sometimes we jump too quickly. Sometimes we jump the gun, and we got to be real and just say everything's not gonna be comfortable in our history. Yeah. But we are comfortable with all of it being embraced and talked about. Yeah. Like, we, but we got to do some learning on our own in order to. No, no.
0: I think that's. I mean, yo. I think that actually bringing that up was a great, great topic of discussion because it led us kind of down the road and we connected the dots and all the stuff that we kind of wanted to hit. So that was. uh, Parker dropped the mic on that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, look, we coming, we coming to the close, man. uh, uh, This episode, man. I think that uh, you know we we hit all the points kind of that we wanted to cover, man. And um, yo, we we appreciate you know our listeners for taking the time to check us out you know as i mentioned on the last episode we really want you know you guys to go on to uh whichever platform you're listening to us on whether that's uh apple whether that's spotify uh google and give us the ratings and reviews right those really help us you know get more exposure you know we want we want to get as much exposure as possible so everybody can hear you know the The things that we have to offer, you know, just to join us, man, and have a seat, you know, at the Digital Cigar Lounge, you know, that's what it's all about, just really fellowshiping, you know. Actually, we talked about, I think Jeremiah dropped a little video about Cam's Uh, Cigar Lounge fellowship, where he thinks, you know, he, 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 you know, talks about how he thinks he has the best cigar lounge in the country. And we visited it Somebody maybe a couple months ago. That
1: and they was like, do you think it's great? I, was like, I didn't go, but my boys basically told me yes. <laughs> it's official. It's official. I, think I that mean, was the whole thing we were supposed to go down there. Yeah, I didn't get to go. Yeah, I hate that. It's we'll a visit, please. Definitely. How, what was the review?
0: No, it was a dope. It's a dope spot, man. I think. I think Cam, you know, him,
2: him, you know, in, in this in this situation, him boasting about it, I think it was well deserved. I think it goes back to uh, what we talked about with with um, Black Panther, right? The film representation is important. Now I, I I don't know I can't say that it's the best in America. I haven't been to nearly enough.
1: Right? Maybe we should. You Maybe know? We should
2: go yeah, for sure.
1: That sounds like a for dope sure. idea.
2: You know, but uh, but him, might sponsor it. him being able to say that though, I think <laughs> is a is a fantastic. I saw what you did there. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him uh, him being able to say that, I think is a fantastic flex though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Join in on the conversation. Um, if we missed if we missed anything, if we left, if you feel like we left anything out. Definitely interested in hearing, you know, your uh, your, your views, your follow-up.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Feedback is important. You know, we want to continue to grow, continue to develop, continue to have conversation that you guys want to hear. So please, share as much as possible. Uh, tell your friends about us. You know, like, comment, whatever, all that good stuff that you do on social media. We want to hear all of that.
1: Hey, man. At the end of the day, we just want y'all to engage with us. I think we got a pretty good thing going on. We want to share that with y'all. So let us know what you think Yo,
0: until next time We'll check you out, peace, peace.